0: step into the incense and whiskey sanctuary with mindfulness enthusiasts and verified whiskey lovers Mecca and Ashley as they discuss all the random topics they love from mindfulness to memes this is Ashley and this is Mecca oh same time
1: (laughs) is that like good luck or something what do we get for that i think we're just in sync
0: okay i like that i like that
1: we always have good luck so
0: how are you doing today
1: i am doing i'm doing okay (laughs) i am doing when people say how are you doing i'm like i'm doing okay or yeah everything's great or it's how's it going it's going is going. <laughs> it's going <happening. laughs> it's happening yeah no today's good I'm I, I'm thankful every time I'm here and I want to be here so I appreciate that I appreciate that uh-huh. I'm gonna
0: be yeah how am I I'm gonna be honest my energy's a little low okay um and so that leads me to want to take an opportunity to talk about time management versus energy management as a concept okay uh I'm sure you're familiar with the concept of time management, right? Like you've heard people talk about time is money. You're running out of time. You can't get your time back. Yes, yes, that kind of thing, right? I don't know if people think about energy in the same way, but I do recognize that energy is different, right? So I wanted to talk to you about uh, the definition of energy in physics. Okay. So, in court, according to Harvard Business Review, there's an article called Manage Your Energy, Not Your Time by Tony Schwartz and Catherine McCarthy. They define energy in physics as the capacity to work. Energy comes from four main wellsprings in human beings, right? You have the body, emotions, mind, and spirit. So in each of those realms, energy can be systematically expanded and regularly renewed by establishing specific rituals or behaviors. And those are intentionally practiced and scheduled with the goal to to get in such a habit that it's unconscious. It becomes unconscious and automatic to you. So it's like a reflex for you to manage your energy in each of those realms. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So... I think that it's important to think about, like, the fact that in order to recharge yourself, we as people need to recognize the cost of energy depleting behaviors, and then try to take control of changing them, regardless of our circumstances. Right. Um, and so I want to ask you, like, when you're feeling your energy is low, what are some of, how, first of all, how do you recognize it? And then what are some of the things that you do to recharge yourself?
1: Uh, okay, so the first the first part of that question, how do I recognize it? I recognize it because I mentally feel exhausted. I also feel like um, I have become very like short in my answers, and I'm and I may I may feel bothered, and that bothered may not be stemmed from a person or a thing that has happened. It's just the energy is low, huh. um, and those are things that I notice that that if my energy is low. Right. And to, to come to the first, the first way of combating it is take a nap. <laughs> that sounds Like taking a nap, definitely for me going outside. So, you know, working from, I've always worked from home. So, but it's one of those things that going outside and feeling that like air on my skin makes a huge difference. Um, quieting my mind. Uh, is huge with meditation. Um, and that meditation could be quieting of the mind and just sitting for um quiet time. It could be going to cook. Um, because my mind is still quiet, but I'm doing something repetitive a little bit. And also it could just be like um I haven't consuming something that makes me feel good. And and that's yeah. not always a the best waste, but that's the real, that's real. And that's <laughs> Wait, what do you a glass mean? Of wine. Okay. <laughs> that could be uh that could be like, you know, oh, I really love my own macaroni and cheese. And I've learned how to master one serving. So uh maybe it's that, or maybe okay. it's, you know, a Moscow mule or whiskey sour. Just have keep- you
0: really mastered a single serving of macaroni and cheese?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yo, that's where it's at. Um, absolutely <laughs> I can get some notes on that
1: <laughs> absolutely and you know you got to look at energy like it's i always say time and money are like my currency <laughs> everyone's currency right mm-hmm. and with time it's lot people it's lo- it's considered lost and you can't get that back right so that's like that sunken cost right or i think if right it's something that you spend and you can't get back right money, there's a way to kind of make up for money right energy mm-hmm. you absolutely can't get that back so energy time and money are like these currencies and no matter how much this exchange happens either with time and money or energy and time whatever that whatever you're giving to that person as a as a exchange a currency mm-hmm. um, it's it's a piece of you that's 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 gone, right? You know, money, energy, time, and and some people believe there is no such thing as time. So if you are one of those people that believe that there's no such thing as time, then you know maybe you feel like you have more of it, or you manage it a little bit different. You look at it um, in a different view from time and energy.
0: Yeah, I think that that's all really helpful framing. And um, what I want to add to that is that the I like your idea of. Uh, energy as currency. I think what's really good about energy versus time is that energy is something we can identify ways to restore, right? So we can't, yep, we can't find story. ways to restore our time. Right. <laughs> you can't get that hour back, but you right. can, I, with, through self-awareness, right? Identify when your energy is depleted in a specific area and restore that energy um, and, and achieve some kind of rejuvenation. And so that makes me think about like the body and physical energy, things that we do to restore our physical energy. Like you said, napping for me, it may be like a quick workout to like jumpstart things going out into nature. Um, but then it also, I wanted to talk with you about like the uh, emotions and quality of energy. And so, um, when I think about that, I think about something that I've been trying to practice more often is recognizing when I don't have, like, I have the energy to complete something that may be more of a mindless task uh, versus something that requires a little bit more um, just emotional effort, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. For example, someone sends me something at work and they're like, can you review this and give me feedback? Like, I I need to check myself and be able to say, like, I'm not in a great place to give this person constructive feedback that's not going to be, you know, like, that's going to be actually constructive and helpful for them to absorb Mm. versus being, like, negative, for example. So something that I've been trying to do is uh, recognize, okay, I got your email and, and I recognize you need the day review this document. I'm going to get back to this in the next two, get back to you on this in the next two hours. So that's something I'm trying to be more responsible about is thinking about the quality of my energy. And do I have the time to complete, or do I have the energy to complete this task and complete it well, uh, versus completing something else. Um, and then it also makes me think of the mind, right? And so that's when you think about the mind and that realm, What comes up is the focus of your energy and multitasking. And I know there's some people in the camp of how can you not live life without multitasking? And there's other people in the camp of uh, multitasking is not real. It's not possible. What are your thoughts on multitasking, Mecca?
1: I mean, I think it depends on what we're talking about, right? I mean, you kind of said it, if it's something that needs thought, thought, um, that needs to be thoughtful, meaning that you've thought about it and you've given your reaction to it or it's something that's very automatic and you kind of are robotic at it. You know, two thoughtful things cannot be multitask at the same time, right? Yeah, Things that that require thought and process and and thinking may be a little bit harder to multitask or if it is, it's not gonna be um, effective, right? it's gonna, it's almost like, you know, if I use the analogy of, you know, when you're at the computer and you've opened up a website and then, you know, throughout the day you've had from, you've gone from two to almost 35 tabs open on your website because, or on your browser, because you are, you know, you started an email, then you went to go research something, then you went to go check in for X, Y, and Z. And then you went to go sign up for a class at your gym. Like all these things happened and you just have all these tabs open, but there's nothing finished. It's okay. That's kind of like how multitasking works. You've started it. You've turned on the light. You've you've started the process, but it's still incomplete. And it doesn't become complete until that task, that tab is X'd out. So mm-hmm. then you see the buttons decrease. Um, but if they're all still open, that means they're all still pending. And I've been working all day, but really you've been just shuffling papers all day back and forth right uh, exactly back and forth so I don't know I feel like multitasking only kind of in my opinion now only in my opinion and this is coming from someone that's used to be like yes I'm multitasking and, yes I can multitask one of the first things in a on your resume detail oriented that's true multitasking. yeah <laughs> no, that's, that's true that was, that like, was like definitely oriented and multitasking <laughs> you can't be Hashtag lies. So don't <laughs> send Mecca a resume that says, well. <laughs> I could look at some of my old resumes from like college years saying the same thing. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that's worry. a really fair you know, point. Multitask. And not to say that you cannot, that's not what I'm saying, but effectively we know that one task is completed and then another one is is also completed. You know, if, if you uh, you've used the example of, I can grocery shop and talk on the phone at the same time. Well, two things, if you've created your grocery list and you already know what you're going to get, having a conversation seems super simple. I don't see anything wrong with that. If you have not, however, if you have not created that grocery list and you decide to talk to your homegirl, your homeboy, that you haven't caught up with in a minute, you are not going to remember everything that you would plan on going in there for. All right. Now it's like confession
0: time. All right. don't regularly use a grocery list like I will be the store just talking to you and go down the aisles and be like, it's oh, like, yeah, I didn't, come in. I didn't get all the stuff to make the dinner that I was planning on making. No, <laughs> that's me every time. I mean, unless I'm going unless I'm going to make a specific dish and there's like some things that I don't normally have at home on the regular then I have a list. Like, I'm specifically looking for oyster sauce or, like, whatever. Right. What I mean. Because, I mean, who keep... Well, sometimes we have it in the pantry. Sometimes we don't. But you know what I mean. Can I give you a funny example of multitasking that I cannot do? This is going to be so embarrassing. (laughs) Maybe other people do this. When I need to get into a difficult parking space, I will turn down the, the radio wait i'm
1: sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry
0: but you, oh, you felt that you felt that you know what i'm talking about i can't listen to nothing double negative cannot listen to nothing while i'm trying to <laughs> like i gotta concentrate i gotta focus i need all the senses <laughs> <laughs> especially if i'm trying to like Parallel park on the left side of the street. I don't know why on my left side is a little bit more of a struggle. Actually, I actively avoid parallel parking on the left side. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the multitasking I will never do. I'll tell you that right now.
1: (laughs) I get it. I mean, I you just nailed it. Take, yeah, when it's almost like you turn on the radio so you can park the car in parallel wise. You uh put your glasses on if you say I can't hear you hold on let me put my glasses back on (laughs) like that's gonna help you right like that's gonna help you say you took your glasses off and you don't have no contacts on you're like hold on let me put my glasses on because now I can hear you um so it is one of those it's like these little reactionary things that's funny but that's real that's real that's the that's the truth right there yeah. Okay.
0: So the other realm of like our energy management, right, is the human spirit. And, and when, I, when I'm when i talking about that, I'm thinking about the energy of meaning and purpose. Um, and so people tend to tap into, I know this is true for me, people tend to tap into the energy of their, of their human spirit when their everyday work or activities are consistent with their values, and what gives them a sense of meaning and purpose. I feel like that's something you can relate to. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as we're doing anything in life that we are aligned with and then we're happy with, we're always like tapping into like our, our higher selves or that's that's us, you know, just kind of like elevating even in our own oh, mind. We're like got we're so in tune with what our our joy is and what brings us passion. That always is a tapping into of yourself and of your higher yeah. self.
0: No matter yeah. what,
1: no matter what that is.
0: Yeah. Something that I'm
1: working toward getting
0: to is being in a place where I'm consistently doing things that are aligned with my values and things that what I'm passionate about. I'm not someone that believes that I have a singular passion and I need to be doing my nine to five in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm talking about my day to day, my nine to five, I'm thinking about work that's gratifying, right? It's gratifying to me To help people solve problems, uh, find solutions to issues that they're facing, um, and helping them to execute on the mission of their organization. That's like my day to day. But there are times where that can be, my energy is not, my focus is not always there uh, on that. And sometimes, like, I wanna put my energy and my focus into my passion about discovering new wellness topics and activities with you on the podcast Mecca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so i think it's important to find different things that feed you and align with your interests um because i think we've all as a society gotten really focused on quote-unquote working in your passion you know um
1: we have a society of guiding into that more. Is that what you said?
0: Yeah. I'm, I mean, I remember growing up
1: in high school and people
0: being like, what's your passion? And like your college major should be, your passion should be connected to your major and then your major will get you to the work you do. And we have come to find out as working adults, that's not always the case. Right. You know, sometimes you just got to put food on the
1: table. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I definitely I definitely agree with you in regards to like, I know we kind of moving into a different subject, but, you know, just always agreeing to being line and being happy with what you're doing, right? Yeah. And not just work, but like the invitation to go do X, Y, and Z from a friend, or I want to go to, it's so sunny outside and I feel like I want to go outside because it's so sunny, but I really, my heart would be just fine if I just sat here and watched different world reruns, so like, <laughs> I'm talking about everything. Yes, everything. Bring me joy and <laughs> happiness. And I'm, I'm just keeping it really, really r- real because it, it, when, you, when you start setting yourself out in that tone, it, it literally resonates and falls into every piece of your life. For Relationships, sure. the little bitty things. How do I want to feel when I brush my teeth? Do I like the way this feels after I brush my teeth? What makes me feel really good? I'm really I'm like, good. so what are you going to do?
0: Like, she really is to everything y'all.
1: So I'm like, what are you going to do? Change your
0: toothpaste? Yeah, I change my toothpaste.
1: Okay. I don't have that minty taste afterwards. Charcoal. So you're going to get this orange charcoal flavor or something? I got, no, I just got regular black charcoal and I don't have to have that, that minty taste afterwards. I can have a glass of wine after I brush my teeth if I want to. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, but I'm just saying. I mean, that's okay. We're not judging. If you're brushing your teeth
0: after a meal and you want to go back and drink some wine, that's fine. So that's what I'm saying. Like,
1: just everything. Everything. I love that. I love that. So are you going to start practicing more energy-saving activities?
0: I don't know if it's necessarily energy saving as much as I definitely want to be more mindful of my energy and not just thinking about time, right? Like, how much can I accomplish in this two-hour window versus Mm -hmm. like what do I have the true energy to accomplish and do well in the two-hour window that I have?
1: I I I like that. I mean, I can even recall, say, I get an email, a long email about something that someone can easily just Google. I just sometimes I say, "Hey, email received." kind of busy I'll respond at the most appropriate time soon thank you like well, that's so nice I got your message but I'm I'm not about to answer this right now <laughs> <laughs> because you can google this answer no I'm just we all kidding. need to follow because I'm account. just kidding but yeah I think that it's one of those things you acknowledge it and then you know your energy like you know your mom your mom wants to call and tell you about what happened you know at at the swim at the swimming pool at the workout center and you like trying to have your meal you may not have the energy for it right then that's
0: true
1: i will call you back it's okay not to answer your phone not to text immediately unless it's an emergency and you that's true you can do something about it yeah do anything about it then (laughs) yeah we all need to be practicing that like it's definitely good to to be mindful of that so thanks for that perspective Mecca. Thanks for the topic, Ashley.
0: Is this like the black girl meditation, so, Mecca, I have a question for you. I wanted to know what your thoughts are on embracing your creativity, your interests, and then Using that or leveraging that creativity into into um, like your your lifestyle, your your work, your source of income. Yeah. How, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I'm all for it. You know, I've I've always been a person that you know I may have always had like this nine to five job that didn't really uh, light my fire, but it did exactly what it needed to do financially and Mm -hmm. have my own like creative outlets on the side that I would you know you know just really nurture so it can grow into something that's actually supporting me financially Mm -hmm. so I'm 100% for it and I think that um it's one of those things that it's this fine line of going into your passion and then like moving into it in a way that it becomes like like you said your lifestyle it becomes your way of life and the means of how you earn your income so that kind of feeds you into like entrepreneurship.
0: Right? Yeah. I want to say, I think that the uh, I'll use the phrase side hustle, right? I think a lot of people talk about side hustles and having multiple revenue streams. And I think it's a really popular topic now, but what you're describing to me rings a little bit different. And I also believe this is something you've been doing for some time, right? Like these are... Uh, The the various areas and spaces that you work in and generate income from, like, these are things you've been doing for years, right? It's not like, it's not a new thing. Yeah. So at what point in your life did you, or yeah, like in your life, in your professional career or whatever, did you decide that you were going to make this kind of move? Because I get the sense that it was something that, and tell me if I'm wrong, but like gradually over time, you just added different types of things to, I'll call it your portfolio of of life work. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's one of those things that Ashley, you know, I, I'm not, I'm the kind of person that I may have a, a variety of interests and I usually like to move in the direction of those interests. I never want to say, I wish I could have done X, Y, and Z. Okay. or Oh, I really have this my online. I haven't done it yet. So, you know, I, you know, I started out like in PR and media and I loved it. And I also wanted to add events to it. So I wanted to learn about events. And I was also, you know, kind of working, you know, I love culinary. So I made that become a profession. So I've had all these different titles over time because I'm the type of person that, you know, I like to go after the things that make me happy, Um, even if that means having another job. And, you know, we use the word like side hustle. And I mean, typically, yes, side hustle is, you know, you're, Doing some type of informal job or side gig, a yeah. job that person takes to make, uh, to supplement their primary job. So I don't know. So, so sometimes using that word doesn't always, um, I know that's probably what people use because it's popular, but it doesn't yeah. always match, right? Like, right, yeah. Because um, sometimes you're, you know, when someone opens up an online store or their jewelry company, it may not be a side hustle. It's like, you know, right. maybe we call it a passion project. Or or your portfolio. I like that word because it, it's not something that if if I never did X, Y, and Z, then sometimes it's not something that is gonna make or break what's bringing in primarily. It's something that I love to do and I want to be able to grow into that. Okay, uh, it's you know it's 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 really just embracing and leaning into your creativity. We all have a creative uh, mind, and it's just tapping into it and actually taking action action in it. Okay. I have another question for you. So the way that I think about
0: things is a little bit more analytical. And so this question may come across that way, but is there a criteria or like a set of questions that you ask yourself to say like, yes or no, this is where I'm going to put my time or, you know, like this is worth it to me to do, or is that not the case
1: for you? <clears throat> oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, there used to be like this criteria like, you know, what's the if it's something I really want to do and it's like the first thing I know is that the, I get the I get this immediate feeling of a burst of a rush that goes through my stomach. That okay. like, you know, I'm excited about it. That's like my signal to let me know I'm excited. And that excitement is like, ooh, could you see yourself doing this repetitively? Can you see yourself doing this, you know, in 5 years? Is this a a long-term thing or a short-term thing? Is it a means to another vehicle? So usually, as soon as those are some of the questions. So now, when I get that feeling, I just say, "What's the worst thing that can happen?" And yeah. you know, the worst thing that can happen is you lose the business or you lose the creativity. You might lose some time and energy and some some finances. But do you pass away? Do you die from it? Will you go to prison? And if, if those big, big questions are answered no, then I'm, I'm all in. It's, okay. um, yeah, it's kind of like, what's the worst that could happen after you kind of know this is something you want to do? I'm probably the kind of person that throws the paint on the wall and then clean it up as I go. Okay,
0: that makes sense to me. Do you ever think about, like when you first get that gut feeling I understand in here like the process that you go through thinking about is this going to be something short term long term is it going to lead to something else do you ever do you ever think about the monetary aspect of it for, for me for example mm-hmm. my goal for 2022 is whatever I'm interested in that I can make money off of that's the goal for twenty twenty two. like is can I make can I monetize this does that come up for you earlier, later, or never? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it
1: definitely does. And sometimes uh, it does come up immediately. And it is one of those things that if it's not a currency of money, what else could be received from it, right? So, you know, maybe you decided to do this podcast and that podcast or or articles that you're submitting to a, a, a media outlet are all just vehicles to get you to the next place. Or maybe that's used for marketing. So there needs to be yeah. some type of exchange again. Like I say, yes, it's I, you want monetary, but if not monetary, then the best next, the next best thing is ensuring that that gets you to a space of recon, being recognized. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so can you give us some examples of
0: things that you like do? Examples of things that I do. That you do? Like, or that you're interested in right now? That. Go with that like sense of flow, and or what was an example of something you were excited about?
1: Um, I guess the question is, you know, what kind of ventures have I led myself into? Yeah, or would you Um, feel comfortable sharing with
0: us? Is there like some top secrets you don't have to tell us anything top secret that you're working?
1: No, there's nothing top secret going on. (laughs) Um, I would say, you know, let's see, for an example, you know, I. I can kind of go back, you know, at one point I really wanted to, you know, work in culinary and just, um, you know, go from kitchen to like consulting, textbook cooking and writing recipes. And so those are all aspects of a career that I've had a chance to go through. Right. So I started out, I didn't really want to go to culinary school, but I wanted to learn the basics of the kitchen. So I went through a program that just gave you, you know, easy kitchen math and the basics of the kitchen and then everything else is going to be your your experience on how you on how you um create the skill base that you want. So okay. from there I knew that after I was in a kitchen for a while I absolutely didn't want to do that. I wanted to do private chefing. So I did that. I actually traveled to the Hamptons and got a chance to like go to Antigua for for some trips just to cook. And then from there I had a chance to work in like culinary textbooks, right? Maybe it's creating um food styling for the images that are being photographed or Mm. going off, uh, working from a recipe and and like a recipe tester. So until now, like I get to work in culinary, but like maybe in in meal prepping. So now I get to do meal prepping with culinary based off of a special menu, right? I Mm -hmm. also get to, I've always wanted to work with uh, design. So I started an apron company. Mm -hmm. I have Thimble and Botkin. Thimble and Botkin started because I had a food product but I realized that you know, keeping up with a food product and me producing it was a lot of time that I didn't want to expel anymore. So mm-hmm. creating a product that still had, was food related that had no shelf life was the goal. Oh. I had, like, had aprons. So I love um, you know, kind of making aprons out of my sundresses. So that's how Thimble and Bakken came about. And that's been around since 2011 now or 20, wow. And so, well, not that, not that long, but yeah. So yeah, well actually, whatever. So, um, yeah. So you have them born back you have, I've, I've cooked. I've also, you know, as I've, as things have progressed, you know, I wanted to open up or a plan to open up like a, a bed and breakfast slash kind of fitness, uh, wellness center. So, you know, just recently as i've been learning more and more about sound healing and sound instruments instruments and sound vibrational meditation i've been working with certain clients to do that like i've literally have gone the gamut of oh i want to do that is there a way to is there an easy way to get into that field can i make money from it yeah um to now i'm you know soon coming uh late summer i'll be opening up a meditation studio that's so, amazing yeah. There's like all these, like these, these, all these pieces that kind of come together that I work on and I love it. I do. I mean, I know it sounds like a lot. It doesn't feel like a lot to me. Um, but yeah. Would you call those pieces coming together
0: working in flow? Is that the way you think about it?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. definitely Working in flow, you know, if something doesn't feel right, then Ashley, I think we had this conversation before, but like I now when I even when I get projects that have nothing to do with my own personal passions and maybe it's like something in events for a corporation or a nonprofit, I have never actually had to look for it. It, it, it found me. So and that kind of goes with going into flow. I think we've talked about this sometimes, you know, sometimes we don't we we are the type of people that don't necessarily apply for a ton of jobs and go through that process. It's always like, oh, I heard about you or. I saw this and I wanted to reach out. So it just kind of magnetized to me as it does to you. Um, And so when those things happen, I know that that's alignment. Yeah. Make it all easy or make it all hard.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Make it all easy, make it all hard. Do you have any words of advice for anyone out there who may be interested in finding that sense of flow or discovering that for themselves? or just in general, any words of advice and tapping into your creativity?
1: I think just kind of like lean into it and let it flow and don't try to create like a a strict regimen around it and what that regimen looks like. You know, you say you, you know, you started screen sh- printing t-shirts because you stopped wanting to buy a bunch of t-shirts offline and you're like, hey, I can do that. I can go, I can design my own t-shirt and, and get it printed. And then from there, you're like, people are asking you about it, right? Yeah. Then you are like, wait, I can start a t-shirt business. And then we have a lot of people that, you know, yes, there's this funness that you want to start a t-shirt business, but then you feel like you need to quit your your um, nine to five job or whatever, and it may not be nine to five, but your you know more structured job because you think you need to pursue the t-shirts. Well, why not try both of them at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I said, and that and that's a sense of multitasking, but actually one does end. So when you're working a job where once you leave work it's ended then yeah look look at what it takes to open up your t-shirt business or start small. I'm always the kind of person that says just start it. you got to see if it's something you want to do because you may have yeah. that idea that 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 you like to do that you get a couple of months in and realize, hey I don't want to do this. Yeah, you know, I like the idea of it. So I always say lean into it, find out as much information as you can because 9 times out of 10 someone else has done it and they've captured their journey and look at that, review it. But I always say go for it. Like what's the worst that can happen? That time is going to go by regardless if you are wishing and hoping uh then doing, right? Right.
0: I think that's wonderful advice and I think there's something that you tapped into. That I want to make sure I heard correctly and that we're reiterating it. So, um, I heard you say, just try doing it right. and You'll be able to discern once you've started that process, whether it be a couple of weeks or a couple of months, what have you, whether or not something you can continue. Um, and that to me, I heard that also when you were describing you had this food product and then you decided to switch gears mm-hmm. and really focus on something that was d- didn't necessarily have a shelf life to it in the aprons. Right. And so what I'm hearing from that is don't be afraid to course correct, you know, mm-hmm. and, and still stay in that sense of flow, but readjust according to like what you need or what you're finding to be helpful or true or necessary during that time. Is that a fair? Absolutely. Term?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I, you, Perfect. Yeah, I'm definitely accustomed to course correcting and pivoting when it's not going to benefit the overall goal. And I feel like, you know, one thing that the, we, they use that word a lot during COVID like, oh, I had to pivot, I had to do this. And these were, you know, coming from people, individuals that, you know, when you've been doing the same thing for 10 years or more, and that doesn't, and that could just mean going to the same job or I drop the kids off, I go to work, blah, blah, blah. Like, you had this huge shift that caused you to look look at things differently or do a different thing. And you and some people embraced it and loved it. It was like, yo, look, what else I can do? So just not being afraid of that pivot. You know, it's one of those things that if it doesn't work out, I try not to look at it like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. It's like, well, what else is this opening up to? Right? What yeah. Is, I think that's really opening helpful. Opening up for. So um It helps to not stay closed-minded and, you know, uh, creating a constraint on your goals. Pro's of wisdom. Pro's of wisdom right there. Catch us next time on incense and Whiskey. In the meantime, take a breath, have a sip.